this episode is brought to you by the following generous Patreon supporters. A tip of the hat to our students at Miskatonic, including Eric Phillips, D.W., Benjamin McCroby, Milkamix, Malambra57, and Rolling Boxcars. A nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink to our professors at Miskatonic, including Brittany Davis, Lobster Johnson, Frank Delventhal, John M. Ray, Olda Polkert, Eric Zane, Eric Miles, Mitch L., Wouter Vermeyen, and Eric Gordon. And finally, standing beside our gurney in the operating theater with his trusty and rusty orbitoclast in hand is our beloved crazed cultist, the Demir Lobotmist. If you would like to help support our humble podcast and get some cool rewards, get more details at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Now, on with the show. Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian, as Special Agent Jack Whiteside. Still no goddamn boats. What the hell is this place? Gabe, as Special Agent Roy Arroyo. Ted Bundy is my personal hero. And Matt as Detox. You know, it's like my mother always said, Julio, honesty is the best policy. Welcome, players. How is everybody doing tonight? I'm good, you? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Detox's real name is Julio because it's what his mother called it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Julio, got it. Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my own salad dressing. All right, well, let's take a quick moment to check for any letters from beyond. On Twitter... D&D live streamers Vagrants and Vagabonds comment, Looking forward to how this storyline progresses. Has Detox figured out that accent yet, LOL? <laughs> I did warn people at the beginning that this would be a little rough, and I might eventually get it in the next, I don't know, seven or eight chapters, so if you want to stick around, you might get there one day. So is it Australian or New Zealand? I think it's somewhere in between, and I'm just going to kind of... Or French? It's very French. It's incredibly offensive. At BM underscore Snowflake says, Every time I check for a new episode of Lovecraft Tapes and there isn't one, I contemplate the advantages of summoning Ithaqua to devour my sadness. Aww. At least you're thinking of us. Do it. On Facebook, Jack Riley says, Just found this and started listening. Already on episode 8. Great work. Holy cow. Flying through it. Thank you. David C. Winterman asks, Was Tommy Ray inspired by Clive Barker's great and secret show? I hope he appears again. To answer David's question, no, Tommy Ray was not inspired by Clive Barker's Great and Secret Show or the uh, sequel to that book, Everville. But I can see some of the uh, same characteristics bleeding through. I did read both of those books. I didn't really like them that much, but maybe a little bit uh, uh, came through. I'm I'm a bigger fan of early Clive Barker, uh, and I think once he got into the uh, fantasy stuff, I started losing a little bit of interest. Look at Mr. Fancy Pants over here reading his books. He's making fun of me because I can't read. On Instagram, Stag247 is killing it with amazing hand-drawn artistic representations of our podcast. He's already completed chapters 1 and 2, and as of today, chapter 3, which features the investigators, NPCs, locations, running jokes, hashtags, and events that did occur in the scenario. So uh, that's an amazing job. Look up Stag247 on Instagram. He's doing some very good work there. It's awesome. It's so cool. Definitely made my day. Always fun to see fan art. It's the peak. We can only go downhill. We're already at the bottom, dude. And finally, on Discord, welcome to newcomers, Kaskafi, Enter, High Life, Jesse, and Lost Sailor 76. Guys, before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you stuck at a scientific research center somewhere in the Antarctic? Getting the side-eye from your fellow scientists as the close quarters breed suspicion and paranoia? Running dangerously low on J&B whiskey? Well, get away from it all before something happens to the generator. Just call Norwegian. No, not the cruise line. Call Norwegian helicopter tours. We will fly directly to your outpost and whisk you away for a few hours of tranquility. Marvel at the blindingly white snow-capped mountains framed against the cloudy skies. Relax to the droning sound of rotors overhead. Use your complimentary binoculars to spot objects buried deep in the ice 
or follow running sled dogs as they seek the company of other VOM organisms. Don't fret if you spot anything that doesn't look like it belongs on our planet. Just use one of our convenient rifles to take it down from above. Kablam! No more eyesore creeping into our so-called reality. And surely the cold and snow will hide the carcass of A from future explorers. Surely. If the freezing temps get to you, we've included several cans of petrol on the aircraft so you can stop somewhere safe to build a fire. Use one of the many, many grenades stored in boxes under your seat to blast a hole in the tundra. Instant fire pit! But be very careful. Those grenades do tend to be very slippery, especially if you're wearing mittens. If all goes well, we'll have you back to your base before the first goddamn week of winter. Norwegian helicopter tours. Look for Norge on the side. And we're back. Nice. Brian, that's like the 12th one you've had over this commercial break. Well, have you heard the fucking commercials? You gotta just get through them, okay? Well, guys, I know we're pretty desperate for advertiser, but this this one goes a little bit too far. How can we be sure this product is gluten-free? Well, I mean, if you eat it and your dick doesn't fly off, you should be in good shape. I haven't had a dick for three years. We know. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 7. Bloodlines. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. The investigators continue their search for the missing Dan Williams with mixed results. True to character, Roy alienates the local populace, antagonizing a mild-mannered caretaker who only wanted a fishing buddy. Jack tracks a downed drone, which turns out to be a child's toy which may contain clues on the footage. Detox receives a mysterious text message scrambled with cryptography and discovers disturbing images on the drone's memory card. Roy attempts to sneak into Sunset Cottage, but meets Constable Lumley. Jack gets another unsettling phone call. Meanwhile, Lumley accompanies Detox across the street for a personal tour of Dan's last known whereabouts, but nothing is found. Frustration sets in as the investigators mull their options on how best to get to Bloodsworth Island, even as Detox manages to unscramble the cryptogram. It is currently Monday, October 1st, late afternoon. Roy, truth be told, it hurts your pride to have someone like Constable Lumley even think that you might harm a screen door, especially a Larson screen door. Your emotions are tumultuous right now, a raging storm of self-doubt and pissed-offedness. You're not sure whether to take a nap, pray to Jesus for guidance, fire your gun up into the air at random clouds, or... Suddenly, there's a knock at the front door of Villa Winona. Jack, you're feeling a little vulnerable after the encounter with Lumley. Sure, you've never been good with words, but he dismissed your story so quickly. Might be best to stick to your strengths rather than sweet-talking the local law enforcement, or anyone for that matter. The impulse to put your fist through the nearest wall is disrupted by a knock at the front door of your rental house. Detox. A chill creeps through your body as you stare at the unencrypted message. You do have an inkling what it could mean, and nobody likes a clock that ticks too loud. Just then, a series of short, sharp raps rattle the front door frame. Your heart unexpectedly leaps excitedly in your chest as you picture the lanky, lean form of Constable Lumley standing on the front porch. Well, I guess I'll answer it. I go to the door. Who is it? I believe you'll be looking for a boat. I open the door up quickly. And you see a much older gentleman standing out there. He looks like he's about 60s. Uh, He has a white beard and mustache, wearing a captain's hat, dressed in a a wool coat. You notice immediately that uh, one of his legs looks a little skinnier than the other. How'd you hear that we were looking for a boat? Word gets around, my young friend. Uh, uh, Might you be Jack Whiteside? That is my name, Special Agent. Well, uh, if you're looking for a boat, I might be able to help you. You mind if I come in? Uh, Would you have a cup of tea, potentially? What What did you say your name was? Oh, I'm sorry. Where's my manners? I'm Captain Colonel Bacon. Captain Colonel Bacon? Somebody should put that in the wiki, probably. Perhaps you've heard of me. Yeah, come on in, Mr. Bacon. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And uh, he stumps inside, and as he uh, takes steps, you hear his uh, footfalls. The right footfall sort of echoes woodenly on the tile oh. in the entryway. Oh, I see you've rented the villa. Yep. Oh, oh, hello there. Uh, are these your friends? Yeah, this is Detox, and this is Roy Arroyo. We're not friends. 
Uh, acquaintances might be a fair description. Well, nice to meet you. I'm Captain Colonel Bacon. Uh, 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 how are you getting along on the, on the island so far? Other than having a really hard time finding any other boats other than the ones over at Kingfish. Oh, <laughs> so that uh, Phil and Ned have been giving you a hard time, have they? Apparently they only had one motorboat and they rented it out to some guy who just kind of never brought it back. Don't believe everything you hear. I tried to shoot him. Oh, I, I doubt they'd be uh, convinced so easily. So what is this about a boat? Well, I heard that you were asking about it. I mean, uh, you practically talked to every person on the island except for me. There's only six people on this island, and it's true. Well, uh, l- let's just say a little, a little birdie told me. How is that? We're not on Twitter. A- and I happen to have a boat. Would your boat be called the USS Booberry by any chance? Why, yes. How did you know? I can't go on this boat. I'll swim. I named it after me, my fair wife. She was very pale. She's dead now. Practically a ghost. She's really fair. She had the blue hair. Yeah, we would like to to charter that if we could. I understand that you want to go to Bloodsworth Island. I only do Uber. Boober? <laughs> Boober. <laughs> Boober's not been having some technical difficulties lately. <laughs> Seems like every time we try and ask someone about Bloodsworth Island, they kind of clam up and just tell us that we should leave it alone. And Well, that's probably because of the giant clams. Ah. I'm joking, of course. There's no <laughs> giant clams. You got any information? What do you know about the island? I know a fair bit. I know that uh, there were some shady types who used to work and ferry back and forth back in the 80s, but that was actually before my time. Uh, since then, uh, I've helped out the occasional curious types such as yourself over to the island. I happen to know where certain, uh, shall we say, obstacles might be on the way. Talking about the mines. Oh, you've heard about the mines? Oh, we've heard. Yes, they can be very dangerous to the unwary. I'm pretty good at Minesweeper, so it might not be that oh, much Oh, that's true, yes. So what is it you want out of this? Well, it's it's very complicated. It's a little thing called money. All right. What are you thinking? Well, I don't want to be too greedy about it, but uh, from what I understand, you're you're pretty hard up. I'm always hard. Oh, my, my lord. Oh, he fans himself with his hat. Uh, where's the tea, by the way? I always like to negotiate over some tea. Sucks, we don't have any. I'll go check the uh, the kitchen. I'm the only one around here who probably knows how to make tea anyway. Well, thank you, young lady. I appreciate that very much. Uh, no problem. I'll be right back. And I'm going to stand up and head into the kitchen and see if we have supplies to make tea. Uh, and, uh, you do. It's uh, pretty well stocked here, actually. Cool. I'm going to put the kettle on after filling it with water. Oh, would you mind if I sat down, Mr. White? Uh, my, my back is killing me right about now. Oh, that's fine. Let's sit right in the living room where it's comfortable. Well, thank you, thank you. Would you mind if I took this high back chair? Picks up the chair and walks out of the house with it. That's Roy's. That's Roy's chair, though. So you might want to ask him. Oh, oh Mister Royo, is that all right with you? Yeah, fine. I'll stand, Stumpy. Thank you, thank you. And he he stumbles over and uh, collapses into the chair. <laughs> I don't know if stumbles is a word. Stumples is now a word. <laughs> Stumples is my dog. Stumples is my dog. Old Mr. Stumples. He groans as he collapses into the chair and then absentmindedly uh, scratches at his right leg. Get him! <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, my turn for the questions. Oh, yeah, Yes, sir. What, uh, what would you like to know? I'm going to go to the bathroom. All right, Mr. Whiteside, you uh, shake a leaf. That's a log. Shake a log. Who told you about us? Well, it's it's no secret, uh, you know, Arby back up at the store, uh, he likes to talk. All right, all right. Very simple. It's a small island, gets around. I mean, I've never met this dude, and you knew my name, so that's like a huge hole in the story right there, but sure. <laughs> Ask him how he knew about us. <laughs> Any other questions? Why are you not afraid of this island? Well, I, I've actually never set foot on the island, so I wouldn't say I'm without fear. Have you set stick on the island? Because, I mean... You're talking about my leg, right? Yeah. I see, I see, yes. Uh, Would you like to see it? Yeah, absolutely. Ask him if he's ever been to the island! And uh, Jack's in the bathroom just, uh, you know, letting out a monstrous stream that smells like asparagus. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't remember eating asparagus. All I have were curly fries. I don't get it. <laughs> Must have been in the breakfast burrito. Captain Colonel Bacon uh, looks at Roy and then reaches down and pulls up his right pant leg and to reveal a gleaming, well-polished and oiled... How do you keep that thing tucked in down there? <laughs> ...peg where his leg used to be, and it's capped with a, an iron cup. That holds a stump at the knee. How'd you lose it? 
Well, it's a, it's quite a story. Why don't you lean in a bit closer? Oh. I'll lean in. Well, it happened many years ago. I believe it was 1957, December 13th, 1957. You see, I was but a young lad on a boat, and I was trying to make my way in the industry, of course. I was helping pilot this boat. We were taking elephant tusks from the coast of Spain back to the mainland here in the States. And our boat hit a storm. Oh, it was a nightmarish cacophony of lightning and wave upon wave thrashing upon the deck. And I was swept overboard. But I managed to cling to a piece of driftwood that was drifting like wood does. (laughs) And I lost consciousness. Lucky for me, I came to on a small island just off the coast of Mallorca, and I thought I could survive here. It's very nice, very lonely, but the weather was decent enough. The storm had passed, and then there was no food. I was forced to eat my leg. I began at the foot, one toe at a time, until three months later, they found me. I managed to suture up the skin as I ate, losing blood but eating the only nourishment I had. When they found me, I was but a skeleton, a sagging sack of skin. But I'm better now. Ask him about his leg! Sounds like the time me and my Uncle Rowan went f- fishing in the Chesapeake Bay and flipped our little boat Scarsguard over. A lot like oh, that went down. Oh, so you're a catch and release too? I see. No, That's no, nice. no, 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 no. We don't do no catch and release. Just release. We're men of the Atlantic. <laughs> so you said your name's Bacon? Captain Colonel Bacon at your service. Are you a distant relative of Virginian rebel Nathaniel Bacon? No, no. Uh, Virginia uh, uh, Nathaniel Ham is my cousin. Oh. Canadian Ham. <laughs> of the Virginia Hams. <laughs> All right. That makes you a lot less cool. I'm going to have to put that on your point sheet. All right. That's all my questions for now. We'll see where this goes. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving up your chair, young lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that moment, I'm going to walk out with all the stuff ready to go for tea. So, have uh, you asked him about how he figured out about us yet? Yeah, I asked him that. All, all right, just checking. Okay. Uh, when would you like to leave? Uh, I understand uh, there seems to be some sort of uh, impetus to travel quickly. Oh, uh, no, we got to kill a few weeks first. Well, that's fine. I'll be here. He was, he was, he's joking. He's a terrible sense of humor. We really do need to get out there as soon as we possibly can. All right. Uh, how would you like to go tonight? I'm coming out of the bathroom. Hey, Jack, how'd you like to go over to the island tonight? Did you ask him how he knows us? Uh, yeah. Uh, you ask him about his leg. Uh, that, that sounds like it might be a fun story. Do we have the provisions? We need flashlights. We need rope. We need to make sure we have everything. We got all that. You you must take a little time to prepare. No. I believe uh, dusk would be the best time, and that gives you f- around four hours to prepare. All right. Where's Walmart? Well, you can find most supplies up at the uh, Kingfish Charter. I can't go back there. I don't know what kind of boat camp that Captain doesn't have supplies for us. Just saying. I, I do have some basic supplies uh, for an additional cost, of course. For a price. I have a $2 bill. Will that cover everything? Oh, I'm afraid not, young sir. Detox, pay him. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. Yes, sir. I like the way you're thinking. What's your price? I believe for the danger and the uh, avoidance of the Coast Guard, and I happen to know at which times they patrol the area. I know where the obstacles are, the mines, and the drones, which currently monitor... That damn kid. No, young sir. These are professional drones. Damn teenagers. I have a gun, so we don't need to worry about those. I have a net gun. I hear if you shoot in the general vicinity of the drones, they scare very easily and are quite skittish, <laughs> so they might just fly away. I've taken other folks through the years. I've I've seen some fools attempt the trip on their own. We aren't, though. As soon as they are detected, I've seen certain unmarked helicopters <gasps> sweep in suddenly to pluck them from the island, or... God forbid, the waters. Your exposition dump has a lot of awkward pauses in it. That's quite fine. I can edit them out. So I think for all of that, 
Let me take a quick peek at your character sheet. <laughs> I have a $2 bill. I explained this. It is a $2 bill, and those things are quite nice. Oh, shit. Will this change your mind? Uh, my friend Mr. Washington here might have something to say about this. Then I slide a $1 bill across the table. <laughs> oh, that will buy you exactly one second on board. Sold. He quotes you $3,000. I'm going to walk into the kitchen. Hey, Julio, I need your help in the kitchen. I'll, I'll be right back. I just need to go help uh, my friend over here. Uh, no, no problem, young lady. So, Mr. Whiteside, what do you do for a living? I investigate. I see that. And, and how is that going so far? Well, there's roadblocks everywhere you go. Somehow, it always seems to work out mysteriously. Yes, the truth can be elusive, can it not? Well, you can't find a boat an entire day on an island, which is ironic, and then all of a sudden, a knock at the door, and now we have a boat. Do we have a deal, Mr. Whiteside? Let me ask you a question. Please, by all means. What do you do for a living? Ah, I'm retired, unfortunately. I, I could no longer get about as well as I could once upon a time. What happened to your leg? And he delves into that story, and we'll cut back to Roy and Detox in the Kitchen. I took you away from Jack because he has morals, and that's stupid. Do you remember earlier when you uh, did that whole online meme where you took that money? Oh, yeah, the credit card thing for the hotel. Well, we have a $3,000 bill. I might have something in my bag that can help make that go away. Yep, you do your thing, and then we can act like I took it out of my account because Jack is a snoopy weirdo, but he doesn't look at my bank accounts as far as I know. Okay, hold on just one second, and I'm going to grab my bag and open it up and dig it through it for a second, and I'm going to pull out a pair of credit cards, and I hand them to Roy. Uh, either one of these should work. You have a MasterCard and an American Express. I don't know what he takes, so... All right. <laughs> I'll walk back out into the living room. All right, Bodie. And that's why they call me Sticky Fingers. And that's what happened to my leg, Mr. Whiteside. All right, dude. I mean, yes. I feel like he could have heard that story from the bathroom, so you just wasted a lot of time. But I've decided we will pay you $2,600. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Arroyo. It's it's $3,000 or nothing. Yeah, but that $2 bill is still in the table. And I'm, I'm afraid that it will have to be cash as well. Do you take Venmo? I'm afraid not. I can repair a lot of screen doors for you. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, cash on the barrel head. All right, well, then I need to go to an ATM. <laughs> the closest one is 60 towns away. I'm sure you, you can work it out. And then I will pay you, but I expect there to be a jet ski in the mix. A jet ski? No takes backsies, there's a jet ski deal. I'm afraid I don't own a jet ski? That seems like something that you got to work out. It was in the contract. I'll I'll do the best I can. How's that? All right. Now, uh, would you be needing any supplies? I think we'd be able to find everything we need in between the uh, charter place and the general store. All right, then. I will see you at dusk. Meet me at the wharf. And he takes his leave. It's not the front door. That's a coat closet. Oh. All right, Jack. In the kitchen, Detox gave me its thousand I got my thousand. I gotta go get the my thousand from the ATM. You gotta give me your thousand so I can pay. Yeah, I'll, I'll Venmo you right now. All right. Me and Roy are gonna head out to the uh, general store. Maybe grab some supplies. I mean, think there's an ATM. Yeah, down while you're there. there. Yeah. Uh, Stock up while you're yeah, there. What? I mean, went out far. If you want to try like walking down to the charter place, you can see if they have anything interesting. Uh, maybe, I, I might have seen like a bicycle around the back if you if you want to get industrious. Uh, I don't need to work out, but all right. What are you saying? Uh, I don't know. What do you think I'm saying, Thunder Thighs? Do me a favor. Give me some uh, blueberry while you're there and some Pop-Tarts. Blueberry and Pop-Tarts. Got any any requests for any specific flavor for Pop-Tarts? Yeah, blueberry. Okay. Uh, blueberry and blueberry. Uh, okay. Uh, I got that right up here. My noggin. And some strawberry quick. Hey, Detox, I will shoot you if you bring blueberry near me. Good to know. So we're going to go down to the general store. So let's accelerate this a bit. Uh, let's say that uh, Roy manages to hit the ATM. What are you going to do there, buddy? I'll pull out the $3,000 that we need to pay him, having pocketed the $1,000 from Jack Whiteside. For the folks who are gearing up with some equipment, I need you now to make a list of that equipment. Oh, lordy, I do declare we're putting that on our character sheet. So you know approximately where you're going and and approximately what might be waiting for you there. So I would I would encourage you to try to be prepared for almost anything. Fifty foot of rope. Some short range communicators so we don't have to rely on cell phones because there might not be cell signal out there. Smirk. So walkie talkies? Yeah. Yes. 
Well, buy, wait, buy two pairs, and then we can have leave one with the boat dude. Yeah, wicked smart, eh, Yehosa? Um, we're going to need uh, power bars or something of that sort. Probably want some bottled water. A kilo and a half of Mexican black tar heroin. Flare gun. <laughs> you could have like a survival kit, which would have like the little rope saw in it, some uh, fishing line, hooks, little stuff like that. Just a little survival I kit. I want a machete. You can get a machete if you like. Sweet machete. A joke book. Hey, humor can save you in all sorts of situations. First aid supplies. You could do first aid kit. Which might okay. be a little different than a survival kit. Gotcha. Flashlights. Did we say flashlights? No, we did not say flashlights. We did not say flashlights. Flashlights. We need flashlights. And what goes with flashlights? Batteries. Batteries, flashlights. Got them. Ponchos. That I will refuse to wear. We need ghillie suits. Three Bioshock suits. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be big We're going daddies. underwater, bitches. Woo woo. Oh, the key card for the main door on the facility. <laughs> yeah. We'll just pick that up at the general store. Oh, can we buy a boat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right there on the shelf. They're $2,900. <laughs> Carabiners. Why? Caribbeans. In case we have to climb with the rope? Nah. You just aren't jacked like I am. I can't help it. That's my name, Jack. Oh, Booberry. No. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the cereal Booberry. Do we want to put some moist ointment in there? Some wet naps. I'm not tired. We want to bring a tent and some bed rolls. I was about to say that, actually. So now two people have thought of it equals it has to happen. Can I get a copy of this scenario, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you back the Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, man. Why couldn't I get a chainsaw? Fresh out chainsaws. The spot on the pegboard where they were hanging, it was all dusty around That's it. That's right. Just the, the truck comes on Monday. That's it. And like, some guy named Ash came in and bought them all out. All right. Is there any other last minute things that you guys want to do before you meet him at dusk down by the wharf? Down by the river. I'm going to walk around the back of the house while they're off shopping and look at the bike. Kind of grab the handlebars, pull it out a bit, cautiously step over the, the main bar and stand on it, try to pedal a little and fall and crash and be like, damn it! Get up and throw it against the house and just start walking. I never learned how to ride a bike. Dusk approaches and you guys are back at Villa Winona and basically gearing up, packing your packs and uh, getting dressed. Uh, A light rain has started to come down, so the ponchos are going to be necessary. It's time to leave. All right, guys, you ready? I got everything in my pack. And so uh, you appear down by the wharf, and you see a, a small boat. Did we travel there, or did we just appear? We traveled by map. <laughs> it's uh, it's fast travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the wharf is just a collection of ramshackle boards that lead down to the water's edge to a dock that's seen better days and is sort of covered with moss and uh, hasn't been kept up very well. And it kind of looks that way about the boat, too. It's the USS Booberry. It looks uh, very weathered whatever paint may have been decorating the exterior is long since worn away and you do have a a couple moments looking at it from a few feet away that uh is it even seaworthy and it just says ooh berry captain colonel bacon uh toddles out from the engine room and uh spots you and he's like ahoy do you need help clambering aboard i raise my hand and wave say chips fish i've never heard that in my life Fish ahoy! I've never heard of that. <laughs> don't don't let the look of her uh, give you any concern. Uh, she'll she'll get us there and back. Uh, if you say so. I guess we have to trust you. Oh, we forgot duct tape. I was going to make a joke, and we forgot duct tape. You're you needing some duct tape, young lady. Uh, if you happen to have any, I'll try not to go. <laughs> I've I've got a half a roll. You're welcome to it. Oh well, thank you. That'd be very helpful. You, you never know when you're going to need duct tape. You know what I'm saying? No, I believe I believe there needs to be a bit of uh, commerce happening here. He holds out his hand. Hey, we're not into that kinky stuff, buddy. I grab Roy's two dollar bill and hand it over. <laughs> I punch him in the face. It's a start. It's a start. Give me my two dollar bill back. Here you go, sir. Thanks. I'm on my phone canceling my Venmo transaction. <laughs> keep, keep that safe. It might be worth something. In many, many years. Uh, yeah, probably two dollars. <laughs> Before I get on this crap vessel, what did you do about my jet ski? Oh, I, I'm afraid uh, Phil and Ned weren't too accommodating in that respect. And? <laughs> <laughs> and they could not be persuaded to part with them. 
Although, uh, Captain, correct me if I'm wrong. I I thought I heard rumors that there was uh, some jet skis stashed on the island, and we just have to get there. You know? Oh, oh yeah, yes. Uh, I'm. I, I believe you're correct. Uh, I don't think you understand the situation. You decided to give your boat the worst name you possibly could have. Oh, my dear departed wife. Yeah, I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> you decided to give her the worst name. I used name to call her Booby. <laughs> That's not the worst possible name. He could have named it the Royo Royo. That's a lame, bad joke, but good try. Sun is set now, and this is the perfect time. It, it It's quite fortunate that the light rain is drizzling down. It's better to see the obstacles that way. So you got, like, something that can tell me behind? Oh, no, no. I'm afraid uh, I, I'm going to need your sharp eyes, sir. Don't try and flatter me. I'm going to grab his $2 bill and throw it onto the deck of the ship. Oh, no, looks like if you want your $2 bill back, you're going to have to get on board. I'll pull my gun on, Detox. You might want to put that thing away before you put your eye out, kid. What do you mean, kid? I'm like three times older than you. All right, I get on the boat. Hey, Jack, throw me my $2 bill. Uh, It's all wet. I can't get it up. I'm trying to scrape it up off the... I'm going to get on the boat as well. I'm afraid time's a ticking. All right, then you got to leave without me. Roy turns on his heel and slips backwards into the boat. His gun goes flying overboard. All right, then. We're on our way. So uh, the boat pulls away from the shore. Uh, The captain calls out and says, "Uh, Mr. Whiteside, keep an eye out. Please climb to the fore of the vessel and let me know if you see anything in the water ahead. Detox, I I need your help in the engine room. And Mr. Royal, if you could keep an eyeball out towards the rear. No. We like to call it the aft. And what we're looking for is any sign in the sky of the Coast Guard, the drones, the helicopters. Give a shout. Roy, before you do that, support me up front here for a minute. I want to raise my arms up and spread them wide. Declare yourself as king of the world, perhaps? Oh, it's so nice feeling that sea breeze through your hair. Sorry. No, sea breeze. Stop pouring <laughs> sea breeze on me. What the hell's wrong with you? Just, Roy, whatever you do, don't trust him if, uh, you know, she she uh, gets on the uh, raft and says there's room for only one. She's like, it's all spread out. No, 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 there's no room. <laughs> Honest, there's no room. And the USS Booberry chugs slowly into the night, parting the waters. Well, if it parts the waters, we're going to be on the bottom of the lake and we won't go anywhere because it's a boat. That seems like a fundamental flaw in this plan. Damn it, Moses. I need Jack to give me a spot hidden. I needed a 70. I got an 87. I flailed. Ah, I'm going to fart on your roll. Oh, shit. I'm doing I've never done it. I have never pushed a roll. Ah, I pushed the roll. I needed a 70. I got an 85. So the boat chugs along. And immediately sinks. And then sinks. <laughs> Roy, I'm going to need you to make a spot hidden. I needed a 70. I got a 65. Detox. Well, I don't wear it out. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity roll. Uh, all right. Uh, I needed a 70 and I rolled a 42. That's a success. So the USS Booberry travels along the bay and the rain becomes slightly heavier. Jack is on the fore of the deck, looking desperately into the water, but it's getting harder and harder to see. Roy suddenly calls out that he sees some light in the sky about a half a mile away that appears to be tracking towards the boat. And the captain yells out, All right, uh, Detox, I need you to take the wheel, please. I'm not very good at that, but I know this guy named Jesus who gets asked to take the wheel all the time. I need to put up some camouflage. Just steer the course ahead, straight ahead. Don't divert from our our current course. We spin the wheels. Do you have it, young lass? Uh, It doesn't seem like it's too difficult. Stand here, don't do much of anything. Got it. I'll be back in a moment. And he leaves you into the engine room where suddenly all you can hear is the chug, chug, chug of the engine. And the rain pattering down on the tin roof overhead. You can see the dim form of Jack on the bow of the ship. It looks like he's sort of leaning precariously over the front. And from behind, you can see Roy and the captain stringing this thin camouflage screen over the from the rear of the deck and attaching it to the uh, engine room roof. 
And it looks like it's some sort of camouflage that hopefully will deflect the light. It's a giant flag that says, we are not going to Bloodsworth Island. This is not the <laughs> boat you're looking for. <laughs> oh, it says this isn't the boat we're looking for. I guess we got to go home, guys. And then you turn back and you don't see the shadow on the front of the boat anymore. Where Jack was once standing, you, you see just an empty deck. I want to stop the engine so he doesn't get sucked backwards into the propeller and chopped into tiny little pieces. Um, you know exactly where the, the throttle is, so you can stop it. Slam down on the throttle to stop it as soon as I can, and I'm going to spring out to the front of the boat and look down into the water and see if I can't see him down there. As soon as you cut the engine, Captain Colonel Bacon, sort of both he and Roy, lurch forward slightly. What are you doing, lass? Did you see something? Jack, I, I think he just went over the front. I, I was looking at him, and then I looked back, and then I looked back to him, and he wasn't there anymore. Oh, my God. Let's let's get out to the bow and see if we can find him. Mr. Royal, please. And they uh, rush to the front. Roy gets the spears mounted on the side. like, oh, Harpoon! Jack Whiteside, more like Jack White Whale. Am I right? Detox and uh, Captain Colonel Bacon rush to the front. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Oh, I needed a 50 and I rolled a 9. That's an extreme success. You look over and immediately spot something in the water that looks like it could be a very wet human. And uh, he looks like he's probably on the left side of the ship and probably about 25 feet away. Sprawled out. Looks like he's almost sort of floating on top of the water. I'm going to turn to... Colonel Bacon, you have one of those um, um, rescue inner tube thingies uh, that like, sits on... Right over there. Great. I'm going to grab it off the wall and jump into the water after the figure in the water that's 20 feet off. And just as you do so, Captain Colonel Bacon grabs your arm and says, No, no, don't. You can't leave him out there. And you can now see that Jack is clinging to a mine that is floating in the water. So I'll take it you don't happen to have any books on how to disarm Navy mines uh, on hand, perhaps? Uh, There's no guarantee it's actually live. I'm going to turn out to him and go, Jack, are you okay? Can you can you hear me out there? And there's no response. Shit. Can't just leave him there. I'm already in enough trouble with the law. The last thing I need is the FBI coming after me again. Uh, you have some rope, perhaps? Oh, we have some rope, don't we? <laughs> uh, run off, tie... One end of the rope to the, the inner tube I'm holding, and the other one to the railing on the ship, and say, I'm going to wave or whatever, and as soon as you see me frantically waving, stop pulling, and I'm going to jump into the water and start swimming towards Jack. Roy, how are you reacting to all this? I don't know, I'm watching. Got some popcorn. Jujubes. Snow caps. A large Diet Coke, because, you know, trying to keep the calories down, so you go for the diet soda. All right. What kind of role is that going to be there, Detox? How's your swim? That's a good one. How's my swim? It's a 20. 20 is not very good. No, not really. This feels like it might be a computer use role. <laughs> Perhaps some locksmithing. How about a dexterity? That seems to be pretty good. Uh, I needed a 70 and I rolled a 50. That's a success. So you managed to basically dog paddle since you're not a very strong swimmer. And now you can clearly see that uh, Jack has somehow landed on top of this mine. And he's bobbing gently up and down, up and down. But he appears to be knocked unconscious. I'm going to get kind of like as close as I can, very gingerly kind of swim up to him, pull him off of it and lean him like onto, get him, try if I can't get him like as much as I can onto the inner tube so that I don't have to, you know, try and hold onto him. Let the inner tube do most of the work. All right. Why don't you give me a, how about strength? Uh, I needed a 50 and I rolled a 75. You start tugging at his body to try to get him back onto the uh, ring that you're also floating on. His body sort of slides down the mine into the water, and you grab him by the belt loop, but at the same moment you see that one of the knobs that is on the landmine pops loudly out as if there was a depressed bit of uh, detonation machinery. (laughs) Your best guess is that where this was a dud a minute ago might now be live. That first click is just the activation. It hasn't gone off. <laughs> it's almost as if his body had disturbed something that had been long rusted in place. So my one free arm that's not holding on to him, I'm going to start waving frantically back to the captain. Stop pulling this thing in, you old bastard. Pull! All right, young lady. Help me, Mr. Arroyo. I'll pull. Hand in hand, arm in arm, they pull 
Jack and Detox back on board. And as they come on board, Jack starts coughing and coming too. <coughs> I'm coming too. I'm coming too. <laughs> Gross, Detox. Come on. Personal space. But it's so wet. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so wet. I need a towel. Don't forget your towel. Would you like to abandon the uh, mission? Are you okay, Mr. No, Whiteside? No, no, we gotta go. We gotta get w- there. What happened exactly? I just lost my footing. I had a horrible roll twice. <laughs> if it wasn't for that mine, I probably would have drowned, to be honest with you. I would have gone all the way down. Well, you have uh, Detox here to thank. She spotted you immediately. Thank you, Detox. Eh, no problem. Couldn't have the FBI after me for a second time. Second time. We'll revisit that. At that moment, you hear... What sounds like a faint droning sound from high, high above. And a light sweeps across the camouflage that Roy and Captain Colonel Bacon had assembled. And it continues on. And after a few moments, you realize that the drone has passed away into... Oh, it died? That was (laughs) too bad. Rip drone! Does he have any family that survived? I don't... I'd like to send flowers. God, that here today... To celebrate the life and death of a drone that we barely knew. So after uh, the sound dissipates, and uh, now you can only hear the rain still pattering lightly on the uh, roof of the of the uh, engine room, Captain Colonel Bacon says, uh, well, I, I suppose we should continue then. Please secure yourselves. Zip. Put yourself in a uh, safety deposit box and uh, don't ever come out. <laughs> Please keep all arms, legs, hands, and feet inside the boat at all times until the boat has come to a complete and final I'm going to grab one of the, the life jackets and immediately put that on and strap it to me. Excellent idea, Mr. Whiteside. Why don't you help me in the engine room and detox? With your excellent extreme spot hidden rolls, why don't you take a peek at the uh, four? Sounds good to me. We'll be arriving shortly. Oh. <gasps> And he turns the throttle back on. I don't know why he's making race car noises. Need for speed, Booberry. The boat continues long in the darkness. Soon, you can see a hulking shadow emerge on the horizon. A landmass that says... Bruce Banner lives here. (laughs) The captain very skillfully steers towards an alcove that looks like just a bunch of rocky outcroppings to you. And indeed, you can see towards one far end of the uh, approaching island what looks to be some sort of shattered ship. Uh, Just a wreckage that's barely recognizable, uh, probably about a half a mile away up the uh, other side of the coast. And Captain Colonel Bacon leans over to Jack and says, uh, yes, those were some of the fools I was telling you about. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous in these waters. He nods, very intent on watching out the window, and you approach the island even closer. Detox, why don't you give me another spot hidden roll, please? I needed a 50 and I rolled a 7. That's an extreme success. It's nice when the keeper doesn't like it. (laughs) So, Detox, you're straining very hard looking into the darkness, trying to make out anything. Veins popping. But you also have a bit of memory to aid you. And that was the drone footage that you had previously seen. And you immediately recognize the cove where you had spotted what appeared to be a motorboat. Beached. Beach, thank you. And that's indeed where Captain Colonel Bacon is steering the USS Blueberry. You can see as you approach closer and closer, it's not quite as uh, dangerous as you. it, it appears from further at sea. It, the cove itself appears to be well protected from the waves and, the, uh, and any kind of violent tidal activity. Within uh, 50 feet, you can see that the motorboat has been covered up and appears to be in pristine condition. Uh, what do you make of that, Mr. Whiteside? Very peculiar. Uh, Excuse me a minute. I'm going to step out and uh, step to Roy. Roy, his boat is still here. It's covered. That means he's been here the whole time. This doesn't look good. That would make sense. It's not like people just disappear. Well, they do if they want to. That's what I'm worried about. He has nothing left to lose, he thinks. Yeah, but he knows that we would look for him. I mean, he said not to, but he's not that stupid. Well, let's get on there and see what we can find. I'm sure we'll find him. Look, a jet ski. (laughs) Christ. I'm just worried about him. I didn't know him that long, but we got pretty close on that last case. Yeah, rub it in, bro. 
All right, get the lotion. All right, I'll bring it in a bit closer. Whoa, whoa, the boat. I, I have a gangplank and everything, so don't whoa, worry about oh, it. Oh, you mother. And he brings in the uh, ship just as close as he possibly can to the uh, where the motorboat is. Asks Roy to drop the anchor. I'll drop the anchor. I'll put it back in your pants, man. The boat steadies itself, and then he grabs a handle and attaches it to a winch and cranks it. Uh, from out of the side of the boat is a uh, sort of a, a rickety-looking gangplank that extends out to one of the rocky outcroppings. All right, this is where we part ways. Now, obviously, I cannot stay here. The Coast Guard is constantly monitoring. So you're on your own for 24 hours. These radios that we bought. I hand him one of the radios. It's got a six, 16 mile range. All right, so I'm going to turn on the radio and turn on his radio and walk a couple feet away and just test it. Test, test. Uh, who's having legs for dinner? Microphone check one, two. All right, Mr. Whiteside. Good luck to you and your crew. All right, we're gonna. right, I'm going to head down the plank. Let's get to it. I set up our tent and some little, nice little fire and have some s'mores. Start singing Kumbaya. Captain Colonel Bacon pulls his gangplank back in. Whoa. Cranks it pretty hard, you know what I'm saying? And then basically backs out of the cove and uh, heads back across the bay. The Coast Guard comes zooming in. We heard you're backing up. And you can see essentially a little bit of a an old craggy walkway that was cut from the stone that leads around this little cove and up the incline to where you can see a crumbling building structure silhouetted against the dark sky. There appears to be no light, but it's a, it's almost like a darker shadow against darkness. Hey guys, I'm going to check out the boat first. Detox and uh, Roy, do you want to do anything? Before he starts heading off, I'm going to go, hey, white side, and I'm going to pull a flashlight out of the bag and toss it to him. I grab it. As I grab it, I click it on. I'll follow along with Jack. I'm going to head up and check out the entranceway to that that path that's cut through the stone. I'm going to immediately start panicking, and I'm going to eat all the food and drink all the water and throw the rest of the supplies into the ocean. I'm starving. Detox, you notice that looks like there was, once upon a time, some iron posts set at intervals to one side of this chiseled rock path that essentially is like a an extended staircase leading up. Uh, and probably once upon a time had chain link linking each of the posts as a sort of guardrail to help whoever's uh, walking up from the cove. Safety first. I'm going to pull out the rope and start tying it to the posts. <laughs> Jack and uh, Roy, you see that the motorboat is you know well protected against the elements. Uh, it's just a, your basic stretch cover. All right, I'm going to pull up the, the cover real quick and just look in. You shine the flashlight in. Oh my God, it's a dead body. There he is. All right. Woo. All right, why don't you uh, each give me a spot hidden? Now I get it. I needed a 70. I got a 12 extreme success. I needed a 70. I got a 61. That's a success. Hey, success all around. Roy immediately spots what looks to be familiar clothing. It looks like it's probably Dan's old leather jacket that he used to wear on the motorcycle quite a lot. And you probably know that given the rainy situation here and maybe just the general elements out on this deserted island that uh, he swapped it out with something else maybe a bit more weather resistant and heavy much like the ponchos you have on jack you see something glimmering at the very bottom of the boat shine my flashlight a little bit more and reach in and and see what that grab it basically roy has to hold your feet so that you can get down as far as you can to extend your body all the way down into the foothold as you get closer and you're about ready to snag it it's very plain what this is it's a fish lure. It's Dan's lighter. I grab it quickly and say, pull me out, pull me out. I'll push him. <laughs> Jack slides into the boat. I can't feel my leg. You two quit fooling around over there. We have a person to find. Jack, did you, did you hear something, Roy? I didn't hear anything. The weather is crashing with the waves. and um, I climb out of the boat. Why'd you push me in there? Come on now. Because it was funny. Hey, look what I found. A free lighter. Nice. I'm I'm much more worried now than I was when I was on the, the booberry coming over. Because he doesn't go anywhere without the lighter. Let's get in there and see what we can find. All right, let's go. I'm going to walk up to the staircase and start going up. All right, so uh, with Detox in the lead, you travel up the staircase that winds among the rock outcroppings and weaves with the natural flow of the stonework until you see a 10-foot chain-link fence 
appears in front of you. It just appears? Goddamn, Poppin! There is a padlocked gate with rusty chains keeping it closed. Beyond that, probably about 20 yards beyond the chain link fence is... Another chain link fence. (laughs) A three-story crumbling building. Old concrete structure. Looks like very industrial, very military complex. It's quite clear that the roof has fallen into itself long ago. So it's basically rubble on the top level. Barney Uh, rubble? And and you're quite sure there's probably damage inside as well. And the rain continues to pelt down. All right, how are we getting in? Like this, and I'm going to pull out my set of lock picks and go try and pick the lock on the gate. Roll for intimidate. I needed a 60 and I rolled a 68, but I'm going to spend the eight points to just crack the lock, which brings me down from 70 to 62. The lock is pretty rusty. It is. It hasn't been opened in a long time, which is really unusual. So you're fiddling around with it, fiddling around with it. At one point, your lock pick seems like it might be starting to get ready to snap off. Then uh, it suddenly gives way and it snaps up. Now, Roy and Jack, I'm going to need you to give me spot hidden rolls, please. I need a 70. I got a 63. I got a 15. While Detox is fiddling around with the lock, and just as you hear the pop, Roy, you see that it looks like there's probably just a few feet up on the fence line. You very easily spot like a piece of the fence sort of waving in the breeze so it's not attached to the pole. Jack? You're looking further down towards, like, the south end of the fence line. You can see just on the other side, around the south part, 30, 40 yards away, you can see a piece of the fence is blown down. So it looks like you probably have other options to get in and out. And whoever came before you clearly did not use this fence. Onwards and upwards. I'm going to open the gate and start walking towards the building. I'm going to shut the gate and then open the gate and start walking towards the building. As you get closer, you can quite clearly see that this was a very rudimentary building once upon a time. There is clearly an entrance, a doorway on the east side of the building. You can now very clearly see that the roof has collapsed on that third level and you'd be quite surprised if there was even a third level left up there. So um, I'm going to approach up with a flashlight shining up to the doorway and kind of peek my head in and do a flash around to see if the structure's safe to enter. So I'm going to spot hidden. Go ahead. I needed a 70. I got an 8, which is an extreme suck. He sees the entirety of the first and second levels of the building all at once. I have the I look to the right and there's a map of the whole facility. I'm going to take a quick glance back in Skyward to see if there are any choppers or drones or anything that might be heading our way. Just to be make sure that they still don't know we're here and they're not going to, you know, come and take us away while we're trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, go ahead. I'll need it a 50 and I'll roll a 33. That's a success. All right. So you peer through the clouds, and at least from this part of the uh, island, uh, you're looking essentially eastward, maybe slightly north and south on this side. And, and you you don't spot anything. It seems to be just dark, cloudy skies. Uh, you can see a bit of lightning off to the far north, uh, but it's deep within the clouds high up. Potentially hail ahead. So far, so good, boys. Doesn't look like they've noticed we're here. But I really don't want to stay any more time on this island than we necessarily have to, so let's let's keep going. And Roy, what would you like to do? I'm going to sort of mark the path as we go, just so we don't get lost. Pulls out a bunch of breadcrumbs from his pocket and just starts <laughs> dropping them. It's all, the, it's all the power bars that we don't get to eat now, because they're all over the ground. There's hundreds of seagulls everywhere. <laughs> no! Yeah, go ahead and give me a spot hidden there, uh, Roy. I need a 70. I got a 54. That's a success. All right, tell me how you're making these marks. What's the floor, like, made of? Right now, it's, uh, like, think of sidewalk, so concrete. Poured cement. I'll leave, like, a rock near the entrance. That way we know it's the right entrance. And as you do so, you you lean down and pick up a rock uh, that you think might be distinctive enough to uh, be a good marker. You reach down, and you pick up the rock, and underneath the rock, you find a key. All right, I'll pick up the key. You also notice that the rock from under which you found the key, the rock itself is a poor almost volcanic it would make an excellent marking device you could actually drag it across concrete to make a black x if you wanted to then i will do that i'll take the rock and continuously mark as we do but he does different emojis every time wait was it smiley face scared face poop emoji unicorn or was it unicorn smiley face poop emoji scared face i think it's all eggplants (laughs) (laughs) eggplant water drop water drop (laughs) 
He's out there tracing. Why does it take so long? <laughs> Jack, you're, you're obviously, you can see that the entrance is pretty well constructed. There doesn't look like there's going to be any problem on this side. Uh, as a matter of fact, as you had approached, um, you surmised that any damage was probably contained within towards the center of the building. Looks pretty good. I say we go in. Everybody watch for, uh, just to make sure that, that nothing's going to collapse on us. Flashlights out, everyone. And I'm going to pull out another flashlight and hand it to Roy, just so we all have our own flashlight flashlights now. Roy takes off the end, takes the batteries out and starts squish. squish. Alright, let's go in. Jack tries to open the door and it's locked tight. Alright, Detox, you think you can pick this? I can give it a shot. No, I need you to pick it. I needed a six down or old an 85. It's a fail. It's way too complicated for you. Well, let's go wait on the beach. Guess we're done. If only we'd find a key or something somewhere. <laughs> wait, I know how we can get in. Are you gonna shoot the lock, Roy? I'll open the door with the key. It slips easily into the socket. And it's the thing that Roy notices is that it's well oiled. Uh Oh, no, the key. (laughs) Perf. And the tumblers turn very easily. And you hear a slight hiss as the door snaps open almost of its own accord and swings wide. The door is made of snakes. And you hear a voice from deep in the darkness say, Welcome to Winoka Point Research Center. Tune in next time for Chapter 7 Bloodlines. I want to go in. Yeah, I'm excited to see this facility, to see what's going on. I'm honestly, as a player, I'm worried about Dan. I have a feeling that uh, I'm we dead. might not <laughs> see him again, which kind of sucks, but it's... What a great, if it is the end of him, what a great way to go out to have your ending be a full-on investigation. You know what I mean? Be interesting to see where he ends up. That's for sure. So far, it seems I'm the only one here who is allowed to push rolls because I'm two for two. I have a 100% success rate with my roll pushing. All right. Well, guys, it's time for some recommendos. So let's roll a D100. I rolled a 43. I rolled an eight. 16. 33. All right, it's me, Matt, Gabe, and Brian. So I'll go first. Do you guys like monster movies? Never. Yeah, not at all. I hate them. All right, well, you're going to love this because it's 1998's Deep Rising. Uh, it is directed by Stephen Summers, who also did The Mummy, starring Treat Williams from Dead Heat, gorgeous Famke Jansen from House on a Haunted Hill, and Kevin J. O'Connor from Lord of Illusions. He was also uh, Benny and the Mummy, if you remember him. Uh, it is a brand new 4K 20th uh, year anniversary from Kino Lorber. Uh, I saw this back in the day, uh, probably on VHS when it uh, first hit the market. It is a comedy horror mishmash. Think of Aliens meets Jaws meets Titanic. Uh, It's a story about some mercenary pirates who are hired by mercenary terrorists to steal something from a state-of-the-art luxury cruise liner, which is then besieged by Lovecraftian beasties. Uh, it's it's very funny. It's a, a very um, quippy, jokey kind of thing. If you remember The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, uh, it's got that same sort of vibe to it. He's very good at creating true chemistry between his lead actors. Uh, I really believe that Treat Williams and Famke Jansen could hit it off. And, and some of their little one-liners and uh, and affectionate back and forth is, is a lot of fun. There's a lot of cheesy action, which is loads of fun because it's they set up the expectation that's going to go one way uh, that you would expect almost any monster movie to go and then they completely turn it on its head and go the opposite way so there's a lot of reversals if you're a big fan of john carpenter's the thing which of course i am then uh you will recognize some special effects work from rob botine of course as such when i say that it is aliens meets jaws meets titanic it kind of borrows from every other monster movie and and is kind of an homage to those uh monster movies from yesteryear and even uh the very end of it could be something from like kong skull island it's basically just really a fun time sea adventure with a really cool Lovecraftian beast at the end. It also set up a sequel that just never happened. Uh, but I highly recommend the 4K restoration of uh, 1998's Deep Rising. It's a lot of fun. All right, Matt, how about you? Uh, speaking of ooky and spooky, um, this week uh, recommending a game called Prey. came out last year, 2017. In the game, you play uh, Morgan Yu, and you wake up aboard a space station called Talos 1 that's orbiting Earth's moon in the year 2032. Uh, And as you go along, you realize that you were the subject of some super 
crazy experiments that were supposed to be like the next step in human evolution and they were going to you know alter you know alter the the path of humanity forever but as things do when you mess with you know these kinds of forces things go horribly wrong and the space station you're on ends up being overrun by a group of uh hostile aliens that are trying to hunt you down and so it's kind of your job to to dig around the station and figure out you know what was going on there what they were doing to you what's up with these aliens and you know how are you gonna how are you gonna survive or how are you gonna get off of this station one of the main enemies in the game are called mimics and they're these little almost spider-like creatures that turn into objects so, you know, you might be walking around and you'll hear a skittering and you'll turn around and there'll be, you know, a coffee cup sitting on the ground. Except it's not a coffee cup, it's an alien, so that whenever you get close, it, you know, bursts out of that form and jumps you. So it gets to this mental game of, you know, is is that thing that's lying on the ground an object that got knocked over or is it an alien trying to hide from you? And it makes exploration into, you know, new areas even more tense because you don't know what's safe and what's not. You also get some really cool powers later on in the game that allow you to, to kind of mimic some of the aliens' abilities that can really change how you play the game and how you go about trying to complete your tasks. The only complaints I have is the combat can be kind of lackluster at points, and there are some of the enemies that can be a little annoying if you don't know exactly how to, to, to deal with them, but overall it's, it's still totally a journey worth taking. Prey. And it is out now for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. All right. Pray we'll keep an eyeball out for that, Matt. Thank you. And Gabe. I'm recommending a comic book this week. It's called Manifest Destiny. So, history nerd person here. When Lewis and Clark were setting west to discover the country, everyone thought there would be all these mythological beings and uh, just monsters waiting for them and that they would definitely die while they did this. And basically... This comic book, done by Image, which is the best comic book company, if you're looking for stories, is what would it have been like if Lewis and Clark found all of those mythological beings as they went west? And it's basically just them heading west, trying to uh, survive and deal with these mythological beings, while also like surviving and sending things back so that way they can inhabit the, the rest of the country. And that's, uh, that's Manifest Destiny. And Brian. Mine is, shockingly, a Netflix program. Just on a whim, I watched the first episode of this show with my daughter, who loved the original that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. It's a spin on Sabrina the Teenage Witch called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And it's basically a reinterpretation of it from a horror aspect. She's an actual witch that has a coven that prays to Satan and practices and worships and goes to a school to better themselves to serve Satan. So it's very gory, it's graphic, it still deals with teenagers, which is a little weird at times <laughs> from some of the content that's in these in the in the shows. Um, I started to watch it with my daughter who's 11 and we shut it off halfway through because <laughs> after the first throat slice and the blood sprays, I was like, "What? why don't we go watch uh, Bunked on, on Disney? And <laughs> we just totally did a, a, a U-turn and, and ran away. But I continued to watch it once uh, when she wasn't around and it's a pretty entertaining show. It's got a good underlying story. Um, she's trying to balance both worlds uh she wants to remain half human so she she's half witch half human and she wants to remain that so she doesn't sign her name in 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 satan's book she doesn't give herself over to him and that creates a rift between the the coven and the school of witches and her normal human life with her boyfriend and and her friends they eventually come to find out that she might be a witch they've never known and that's going to create a rift in the storyline as well. So you've got she's she's torn between two worlds. Her whole family has a is a, is are witches, and she's trying to walk that tightrope. It's it's a little soap opery. After about episode four or five, you can see where they almost fell into a rut. Um, but then episode six, they they pull themselves back out of that, which is nice, and they get back into the dark arts and the ritual and resurrection and, and necromancy, and it's pretty cool pretty good um it's uh the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix the first season's out i haven't finished it yet but uh i'm six episodes in and it's it's pretty good it's very entertaining all right guys well that's going to be it for this episode of the lovecraft tapes thank you for listening please subscribe on apple Podcasts, google music podbean spotify stitcher or anywhere you download your regular podcasts if you like what you hear 
please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. And if anybody wants to explain why the key to the front door of a secret government facility is hidden under a rock out front, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at TheRealWeirdKid. And if you want to give me more keys that I can forget about, you can find me at LovecraftGabe. And if you guys want to uh, find some, let me know about some good ointment to get that perfect circle of uh, indention bruise on my cheek, I would, lo- I would love to get that info. You can reach me on Brian Podcasts. And until next time, roll for ointment. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. A spider just came down in front of you. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. That was cool. Happy Halloween. Oh. I think it was actually just cat hair. Oh. Darn it.